It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to Wall. Wall measures. Deal. Gets open for three. Hey everybody, welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm your host, Becca Winker, also known as at BeccaMVP on Twitter. And once again, finally, I reunite with my co-host, Quentin Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore. How's it going, Quentin? Oh my gosh, it feels so good to be back, to see your beautiful face on a Wednesday morning, day before Thanksgiving. It's just been a long time. It's That's what I'm thankful for right now. I'm thankful that I get to do this podcast with Quentin, thankful that the Wizards actually won. There are a few things that we are not thankful for, so oh, yeah. It, yeah. We've, we should just get started. I mean, there's no way to um, say things nicely, but <laughs> let's just give you an update on last night's basketball game. We did end up winning against the Los Angeles Clippers, 118-125. to Um the second half of the game was phenomenal for the Wizards. Don't know how, don't know why. Um, whatever, <laughs> whoever said something in the locker room, it must have worked because they came back and they, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the Clippers had a lead of, what was it, 23 or something? The biggest 24. lead was 24. Mm-hmm. And the Wizards came back and just took over the game. And I've never seen them do something like that this season period so phenomenal I won't complain a win is a win um but the first half was awful I mean they were already digging themselves a hole first quarter and it's just like you know they just it, it was like day and night for this win it was just like the first half was they didn't even care they didn't even want to play like why were they even out there and then the second half was oh my god, like, we've been waiting for this team all season, and now they're finally showing up during the second half of the Los Angeles Clippers game. So, not re- not really sure how I feel. Um, of course, we'll take the win, but I don't feel good about this team only because of um, the media blow up that's happened within the last couple of days and the, some of the comments that the players have made um Quentin your thoughts on this 
Well, I'm I'm happy sad. That's what I'll categorize. Happy sad. Categorize it. I'm happy sad. One thing I'm extremely ecstatic about is well, I guess a couple things. One, these fans are for real. Like I know the the vault wasn't you know sold out by any means, which it shouldn't be at this point in the season. The way these guys are playing, but this team booed this t- the the fans booed this team when they were doing bad and letting them know that they they expect more. They invest so much in this team that they're not impressed with what they're seeing from top to bottom but then when you have guys that come out the locker room like John Warren Bradley Bill did last night this team and their fan base wants to support them so bad so bad and it's just it's that's why you see and I think Wizards Twitter might be one of the craziest fan bases on social media in terms of a team's uh, fan base because this team has gone through this fan base has gone through so much and they want to root for their hometown team they want to root for Wall and Bill and Otto and all these guys but they, they'll show you support when you give them something to cheer about, but they're going to let you know that, hey, you guys are not doing the best. So for all the national media attention to be there, for a lot of faces to be in the house last night that aren't usually there, they're only there because of the turmoil in the locker room, and for Wall and Bill to come out, and, you know, even Keith coming off the bench for the first time since, what, 2016, for them to erase a 24-point deficit against the Clippers and do what they had to do to get the win in the midst of all the things that could have went wrong. Like, that, that game last night was headed towards a very bad place. I mean, Bleach Report was eating it up. Um, Worldwide Wob, he was eating it up. Like, the Wizards were going viral early on, but they came back, you know, did what they had to do. So it could have been way worse. But like Keith said at the end of the game, it's still a lot of things, you know, wrong in that locker room and with the organization. So you got to take it with a grain of salt, but you have to see that some changes definitely need to be made soon. There's just so much to say, like, that's the hard part about this podcast. There's so much to say. Like, this game was so loaded. Um, prior to the game starting, Scott Brooks kind of came into the media room for an interview, and he just said to us, like, look, Dwight's out. Thomas Bryant is starting. We appreciated how he played. Um, I forget which game. It was a couple games ago. He played five minutes when we were getting destroyed. Um, he said, I like his energy. He is ready we know he's ready so they put him in to start he he did pretty well I liked how um he blocked Gortat and then he like went to the other side and got his own bucket so much respect um Kelly Oubre started he wasn't very productive but um you know Keith came off the bench and everybody who was interviewed about Keith basically said you know he's a professional he took it he accepted it and, you know, he, he just wants this team to win just as bad as everyone else, and he'll do what it takes. And that's great. Um, Kelly Oubre started at the three. Otto started at the four. So I, I think in terms of the lineup yesterday, it wasn't going as well the first half, but I think the second half, you know, Scott Brooks kind of changed it up in order to make it work. I don't really... I don't know the methods to his madness, but it turned out okay, and that's the bottom line. Well, I think, going back to the Thomas Bryant point, I think he came out phenomenally. I mean, he had he great did. energy, and I like how hard he was cutting to the basket. One thing is, I mean, you know, Dwight Howard, he cuts to the rim, and that's why they get their success when they throw the ball into Dwight, or they have those hard cuts with Jeff Green, the alley-oops that everybody loves to see. So to have a big, like, Thomas Bryant, cutting hard, getting position, and finishing at the rim early on, and playing some pretty decent defense was something that everybody liked to see. But after, like, the first quarter or so, um, his production certainly tailed off a little bit. Um, but I think 
Scott Brooks' formula in the second half was, hey, look, we got to play our guys. We got He reverted back to, you know, what he did. John Wall, 40 minutes. Bradley Bill, 41 minutes. Otto Porter, 37 minutes. So he's going with the guys that he knows, um, giving them a lot of time. But they got the win. Wall and Bill, you know, they did what they were supposed to do. But, again, this is before we even had all these issues in the locker room in terms of, you know, the, the blow up and the arguments. One thing we talked about, at least for, like, the first five to six games, was Wall and Bill can't be playing playoff minutes to beat teams like the Clippers, like the like the Sacramento uh, Kings. So for Wall and Bill to have 40 and 41 respectively, and you have to come back from a 24-point deficit to win against the L.A. Clippers, um, with Lou Will that was not even going off like he usually does in the first half, he, he did finish with like 17. It's, it's something has to happen. Like something else has to come from this. You can't keep coming from behind, 20 points behind and win games. Like that's a terrible formula. It'll never work. So – yeah, I mean, they, they, they did their thing last night, but I think everyone, I think John Wall called the win cool. He was like, it's just cool. Like, we got to win. That's what we're supposed to do. So everybody knows this team has very high expectations, and they got to get some things together before they can um, look at even competing with the Celtics, Raptors, Pacers, Bucks, those teams in the East. You're right about that. I mean, the bottom line is the win is great, but there's bigger problems. I mean, as you said, we can't um, have Wall and Beal be playing those types of minutes. But also, I mean, we're just going to need people to be more consistent every single night. I mean, there there's guys on here like, you know, we, we're going to need Austin to be more consistent. Kelly, more consistent. Um, Sadoransky and Jeff Green did amazing yesterday. Oh, yeah. Sado did his thing. Sado needs more points, uh, more minutes ASAP. Which is um, crazy, though, because it's kind of opposite because Sato early on looked like he was only looking to pass the entire, like, first quarter of this season so far. He's only looking to pass, not looking to score. And then Kelly Oubre was coming off the bench and um, doing well. So fans were like, hey, look, we need to see Kelly Oubre get more minutes and we need to see Sato get less. Well, now Kelly Oubre gets to start 12 minutes and three points, one for four. Sato comes off the bench, gives you 13 points, four for seven from the field and hits three of his uh or one of his three pointers on the night so this team is just like you said it's consistency is so key and they're just not getting it in the places they need it which is all over right now it's all over and um i'm just so stunned by this team so stunned by this win um i was sitting there and i was so miserable and i knew that okay first half like down by 20 something no way gonna come back second half was like a complete change um the whole crowd was so into it you would have thought like we were in a playoff game I mean the fans were so the fans are ride or die like but they're honest they're up front like you said but just the energy in the the arena was just crazy like it was amazing and even I was sitting there getting excited and you know everybody just wants them to win so badly and the problem is it's just so inconsistent and I don't know what the media attention really means to them. I don't know if it's going to change anything. I don't know if the reports are actually as legit as they've said. And I think before we start, we, before we dive into all that, we need to take a break before because <laughs> th- this whole media stuff is starting to get a little messy. So when we come back, we're going to have all the tea for you. Stick around. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network. I'm Becca, here with Quentin, and we're just kind of giving you a rundown of the game last night. We're happy sad, as Quentin puts it. We're happy they got the win, but we're sad because we know that there's bigger issues. Um, So let's just just jump right into it. Um, Keith Morris was asked in the locker room afterwards, how does it feel to get a win after all the media storm drama that's been happening within the 48 hours and does it feel great and Keith straight up said no not really and then you know he kind of explained well you know it's f***ed up because he he that those are his words he said it's effed <laughs> up that um you know somebody's in here snitching like telling the media these things when you know we really should basically like we should have it to ourselves and we should be able to handle our team issues by ourselves he didn't say all of those things but that was like the summary of what he had said and um to some extent i do agree with him i think a lot of these teams you know there's so many things that the media doesn't know about there's so many, like in any NBA team, you know, there's always those practices where people get intense. There's always these, you know, things where people overreact or do things and, you know, apologize later. I mean, it's an emotional game. That's just how it is. And you don't hear about every single thing because teams like to keep that stuff under radar. So somebody exposed this, obviously, because they feel like something needs to change, maybe. I don't know who it was. A lot of people on Twitter think it's Austin Rivers or Otto Porter. A lot of people think that it's Austin Rivers because he had a um, podcast like a month ago telling people that John Wall was about to have his, well, not about to, but he was going to be a father when John Wall hasn't even confirmed or said to the public anything. So... A lot of people think it was him. But. And on top of that, he had the moment when he went and talked to Colin Cowherd back during his time with the Clippers and exposed a lot of, you know, detailed information about the Clippers locker room. So a lot of people think it's him. Um, I thought some, somebody said something to me. It was funny about Otto. They were like, Otto Porter's Instagram is private. And he doesn't have a Twitter. So, you know, he's snitching. And I don't know about that. But, yeah, like you said, <laughs> it's just – it's just sad, and when you look at the grand scheme of things, there's so many storylines in this team. Like you got people leaking information, and then look at that game last night and how and how intense that crowd was. 
what would this team do? And this is related to the the John Wall Bradley Bill trade rumors. What would this this team or this fan base be without Wall and Bill? Like, really think about it because they the fan base loves these two so much. It is so ridiculous, and I and I think that whether the leak came from upper management that uh, Wall and Bill are up and able to be touched in trade talks or not, you can't possibly look at this whole team as a whole and say you know Wall and Bill has to has to go. Like I just I just can't see that. I think it's you know me. I'm a big guy on coaching. I'm a big guy on talent development and elevation, and I'm a big big um, fan of of how things are ran. You have the the upper echelon of teams. You got Golden State. You got Miami for so many years. Boston. Those teams from the top down. It, it's it's well it's a well oiled machine. The Spurs. So I can't sit here and say that the players on the court, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't you know to blame because they do have a lot of times where they're just not together, not cohesive. They're not showing effort on defense. But it's also bigger than what happens on the court. Basketball is not just what happens on the court for those minutes, those four quarters. It's way bigger than that. So I definitely, and I call it Black Friday, I think something is going to happen between today and Friday. Now, I'm not so deep involved in the inside of the Wizards organization where I can tell you that it's coaching, a coaching change, or a trade. But something is going to something is gonna change in this team, and I, I, I can't tell you specifically what it is. And I'm, I'm just don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Um, I'll believe it when I see it. I trust your judgment. I know that you, um, your opinions are well respected. I mean, you've, you're not wrong about most things. So I wouldn't be surprised either. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of sat on their hands and did nothing. But I think they are at a point where something does need to happen. Um, hopefully something does happen. But if it's Waller Beal, I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people, you know, from a fan standpoint, they're like, oh, well, Wall and Beal have been on this team for X amount of years. They haven't won anything. So one of them should be traded. It's time to blow them up together. But the thing is, they've <laughs> never been given opportunities to be in winning situations. Oh, my gosh. Whether Don't... it's the coaching staff, the bench, the other starters, for example. I mean, just like, you know, Wall and Beal are not Michael Jordan. They can't <laughs> win with every team, any team. This is... Yeah. This is two amazing basketball players. Okay, so what? What about the other 10? Like, you have to think about the rest of the team. You have to think about the coaching, the mentality. There's more to basketball than just talent. And you have to think of the leadership. And do I think that John Wall and Bradley Beal, have they done the best job leading this team? No. But there's too many circumstances right now to even blame them on this, they're, I mean, it's just awful, you it's know, just, because you look at the papers and you're like, okay, there's no reason why this team shouldn't be bad. Well, guess what? They are. It has nothing to do with talent, has nothing to do with, um, you know, like John Wall or Bradley Beal, really. It, it's just, it's management or it's coaching and... You know, maybe someone on the team is hostile. I don't know who, whatever. Like, it's bigger than John Wall and Bradley Beal, and I think that's really important for people to remember. Yeah, and I've found myself so many times this week um, 
just talking back and forth with you know people in the fan base, people outside of the fan base, that are so quick to put the blame on John, so quick to put the blame on Bill, because it's kind of like a quarterback in the NFL. When your team wins in the, in football, nobody says, "Oh, you're the hero." Yeah, nobody says, "Oh, that left guard, he really had a great game." No, it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the guy, the quarterback won the game. And if they lose the yeah. game, oh wow, Tom Brady didn't do enough. Aaron Rodgers didn't do enough. So it's the same thing with Wall and Bill. And I have to remind people, John Bradley Bill has his his health has been something that he's definitely been trying to improve on ever since he came into the league. He played his first full season two two years ago. Was his first full year, and that's the day, I think that was the year he averaged twenty three points for the first time. The following season, we thought he was an All Star snub. He lost his spot to Carmelo Anthony. The following year, he had his first All Star night. He's a one time All Star. Wall has been a five time All Star. He's never had an an all-star teammate other than Bradley Bill, which came two years prior. He's had Flip Saunders, rest in peace, Randy Whitman, and he's had Scott Brooks. And he's played under Ernie Grunfeld um, management his entire career here. This, and if you look at this bench, this is supposed to be the best bench he's ever played with. And all of this is happening. Thank you. And all of these things are happening. So, like, look at the situation. Look at it in totality. This, the Wizards have gotten to the second round of the playoffs because they are talented. Let me be, let's let's be very clear. The reason the Wizards lost to Boston is not because they weren't better than Boston. It's because they did not have the X's and O's in the in the totality of a team to beat a great fundamentally sound team that runs plays which Brad Stevens is an excellent coach. So you can't just talent your way to the Eastern Conference Finals. People that get to the Eastern Conference Finals are a mixture of talent coaching and organization you don't just get there from being faster than everybody else or being able to shoot threes all the time in iso situations that's just not how it happens so you got to look at the total body of work here these you got a five-time all-star one-time all-star and you got a guy in auto porter who was drafted in the first round that you know he hasn't been what he was supposed to be he might have been drafted too high you got kelly Oubre who's he's still young he's developing but it's just not he's these haven't been the best situations so to say it's wall and bill's time to leave Watch. If y'all want them to leave, watch these two players get traded somewhere else. If that's what I want to happen, they're going to go to the organization and they're going to be their best. They're going to live their best lives. Wall will continue to be the best, one of the best point guards in the league, but even better. Bradley Bill will do the same thing. Y'all want to see Bradley Bill go to LA? He will, him and LeBron <laughs> and the rest of that supporting cast will probably go play against Golden State in the, in the, in the Western Conference Finals. Like, let's be completely honest. You you want to get rid of your best players. They're going to go to situations that have structure, that have coaching, and they're going to just elevate. And they're going to see, well, John Wall didn't do that when he was here. Bradley Bill didn't do that when he was here. Well, they didn't have the best situations. And that can be said for so many D.C. teams as well. So we're not going to start that. I'm not. I'm All not I'm saying, Wizards fan, is just be careful what you wish for because you, you really need to think about this. Um, and – I just want to point out, I do have an internet troll who seems to think that I always say good things about John Wall, and I always think he's number one, and like he's the best point guard in the in the whole NBA. Well, guess what? I don't. I don't even think he's in the top whatever right now because of the the selfish basketball that he has been playing. He's not. But he. But I do have faith that he will um, figure it out. The team has potential to figure it out if changes are made um yeah that's pretty much it i'm i don't know i'm tired of these people thinking like putting words in my mouth thinking that i think john wall is the best uh point guard in the nba i'm not that i'm not that delusional okay (laughs) i i know where the where the best 
point guards are. I know where they're not. Right now, Washington, John Wall is playing good. He's not playing terrible, but we just need him to be a little bit more better um, with his leadership and with um, just just keeping the other guys afloat. So that's what I want to say about that. Um, mm-hmm. So trolls, don't at me. I think I muted the account that was annoying me the other day. Address so the haters. I, address I won't them. even. Yeah, it's time to address the haters. We. I'm just addressing you guys. We're done here. Um, stop adding me about opinions that I don't even have. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. We've got a lot of um, TMZ-like news for the Wizards. Hopefully it stops there, and hopefully something actually happens. Yeah. So it, it's just very difficult to be happy with this win when you know that it's it's kind of like a false illusion. Like, just because we won this game doesn't mean they're back and they figured it out. They There's yeah, still yeah. a lot of work that needs to be done. There's still um, a, a lot of questions that management needs to answer, that Brooks needs to answer and really think about in order to kind of um, make this team work. So, yep. that, Absolutely. That's, that's basically where I stand. Um, Jason Smith retweeted my video of him, so that was basically my that that's basically all I got going for me right now. <laughs> On a positive note. <laughs> On a positive note. Um my video of Keith Morris was on SportsCenter, so that was pretty exciting. It was nice. my first take. So yeah. Did I'm they give basi- you cred? Yes, they did. Nice. So that was that was a positive thing. Um unfortunately, my video wasn't about good things, but, you know, maybe yeah. next time. Hey, you got to um, get that publicity where you can. We got to fit it in. We need our accounts verified. Yeah. I don't know how. I don't know when. But Twitter, if you're listening, um, we need those checks. Thank you. Oh, before we before we end, I just saw this on my phone. Gore Todd feels vindicated in D.C. He said that he noticed that he didn't get a tribute video on his return. And he notices that, well, he said he feels like he was um, made out to be the cancer and that this is, these, these issues going on in the locker room prove that he's not the cancer and it's other things in the locker room. So what do you feel about those statements from Gortat there? First of all, <laughs> do we even get tributes in D.C.? Do we think- even have D.C. tributes? I don't know. I mean, well, the host, the... Um, Gia Peppers, Rodney Rakai, and Brandon mm-hmm. Hill, they all got tributes last night, and they are respectively the uh, former jockeys and um, hype men and women of the Capital One Arena, but Gortat was not mentioned at all, and um, I, I don't know if there's anything to be thankful for. I mean, Gortat did play decent. Um, but, but what the, the thing is, um, the whole locker room comment, like I completely agree with him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not the cancer. There's other issues, trust me. And I think now that we've got new players that feel the need to, um, fight each other, I guess we've got other issues. So, uh, I'm a little, I'm 50, 50 with Gortat's statement. Yeah. I think though, in complete honesty, no disrespect to Gortat. He did his job very well for an extremely long time. At the, l- the last couple of years, he kind of tailed off, whether it be because of age or because of, you know, his dispute with Wall or whatever. Um, but 
to completely respect him as a player. He's just not the caliber of player to get a tribute video. I'm just, that's just if if Wall left or got traded, if Bradley Bill got traded or left, or uh, maybe Markeith Morris. You know, it's got to be those guys that leave and come back to get a tribute video. Gortat doesn't have any. You know, you know what I'm saying. He's never been an All Star in DC. Like let's let's calm down a little bit, Gortat. You did. I just a good don't job. know what I, qualifies as a tribute video. I think your caliber. It's got to be ca- player caliber. Like like Isaiah Thomas when he left and came back to Boston. That was a tribute video. Like that's a trip. That's, that's a guy Thomas you give a tribute. But Isaiah Thomas was also an All Star. That's what I'm saying. So, so Gortat is not an All Star. So I don't think he gets a tribute video. Like I don't I don't understand where the sour grapes are there. Well. Gortai, I'm gonna give you a tribute shout out right now. There you go. That's I want to thank. I w- I don't know. I'm not part of the Wizards organization, but I am Becca, and I just want to say <laughs> I am Becca. I am Becca, and you know what, Gortai? Like we've had our struggles with you. We've had our ups and downs, but to me, you'll always be that guy that set up those screens and. uh <laughs> Like got those buckets sometimes, and um, the Polish hammer, man. You killed it, man. Like I respect you. I always respect you. You were not the number one problem. Everybody who knew you knew in our hearts that you were not the problem. And uh, but you still had to go. I'm sorry to see you go. Uh, <laughs> sorry to see Mike Scott go. But Gortat, like we thank you. Like let's have a moment of silence. There you go. Moment of silence for Gortai. All right, that's enough. Um, <laughs> anyways, guys, if you have questions, comments, concerns, um, let us know your thoughts. You know we always want to hear what y'all have to say. This has been a loaded episode of Locked on Wizards, part of the Locked on Network, and we will see you soon. See ya. See ya. You can get the biggest Chanel back in the store if you want it. I gave them the drill, they set it up, I got them on it. I bought a new paddock, I had to watch. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.